Welcome to the AWS Tech Chat. We're solution architects based in APAC, and we help customers adopt the AWS Cloud Platform. In each episode, we talk about the latest and most interesting technical developments in the world of AWS Cloud. We bring you the AWS Roundup and deep tech dives into topics of interest. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to AWS Tech Chat. Hey, Shane, how are you doing? Fantastic, Pete. Well, guys, um, it's two years uh, since AWS Tech Chat was born, and it was actually born in a very small corner of the Sydney Summit. And today we're doing something different. We're back. We're from the Sydney Summit, and the hosts of Tech Chat are going to be launching Tech Chat TV. That's right. You heard it right. You know, after two years, we're actually doing an experiment, and uh, we're going to pivot and have the Tech Chat podcast as well as Tech Chat TV. So we had a go at doing that at the Sydney Summit Live, Shane. Yeah, and you can watch us live on Twitch or the podcast microsite at www.awstechchat.com. So check out twitch.tv slash AWS, and you can see our first inaugural episode. That's it, with Dean Samuels and Dr. Pete. So guys, uh, hold on tight. We're going to actually play the audio for you. So I hope you enjoy it. And uh, go check out AWS Tech Chat TV. Hey, everybody, and welcome to AWS Tech Chat. <laughs> Normally, we come to you via the podcast. Now, I'm Dr. Pete, and with me, I have... Dean Samuels. Um, pleasure, pleasure to be here, Dr. Pete. Dean's flown down all the way from Hong Kong. And it looks like a rundown from Hong Kong. <laughs> you, you guys should see him close up. He is totally sweaty. We had to pat him down and put makeup on his face. I must tell you, it's not nerves or anything. I actually had to run from the other side of the building to uh, pick up a shirt. And I'm a guy that sweats. Look, I'm built like a rugby player, so I do sweat a bit. That's right. You don't want to arm wrestle this guy at any point in time. So I think I need a pat down, yes? You do. Yes, I think you should. All right, while he's doing it, let me introduce the show, guys. So normally we've been doing the AWS podcast um, via audio, so we tickle your ears, but given that it's AWS Sydney Summit at the moment, we thought we'd actually pivot the show um, and do a live video stream, Dean. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't mind the live, uh, just the video stream. You know, Usually we do this over a podcast, just over audio. Uh, sometimes we have an opportunity to do multiple takes. Yep. This is going to be quite interesting, but I think we'll be quite assorted. Hey, look, we got pretty good at the podcast. Yeah, in the past, we, we did one started, take, right? One take. We did a one take now. In the past, we used to do multiple breaks and edits. Uh, there is no stop, rewind, edit. So this is live. So if we screw anything up, Hopefully it's going to be a bit of fun. Right. And we're actually in the same building for once. So normally I when know. we do the tech chat, we're in different countries, let alone different buildings. That's right. Where are we? What's happening? We are actually in Sydney. So I flew up from Melbourne and you flew down from uh, Asia. From Hong Kong, yes. Indeed. Mm -hmm. So we're actually here to, uh, to host the very first episode of AWS Tech Chat TV. Now, by the way, we are not stopping the podcast, just to be clear, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is just another medium that we uh, have an opportunity to communicate with you, our listeners and our viewers. And you know, it's really interesting because about two years ago, I first started AWS Tech Chat. In the back room, we actually had a whole bag full of, room full of bags. Um, and I didn't even have a microphone when I was actually recording the episode. I actually used a little tiny webcam, so I grabbed the API uh, product manager and the Lambda product manager, and we both, all three of us, huddled over this tiny little microphone. So if you guys have been uh, uh, faithful listeners, you probably would have heard the first episode. The audio wasn't that crash hot. So hopefully we're doing a lot better now. Yeah, well, maybe you can tell the listeners and, and viewers, what was the thought process? Why create the tech chat? 
Great, yeah, podcast. so great question, Dean. So, you know, you and I have seen many, many customers. In fact, we have, what, over... 12 years between 12 us? 12 years of tenure. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of customers, and one of the constant feedbacks that we're getting is, can you guys tell us why? Demystify something? And as you guys probably know, we have daily features and services getting released, and it's really hard to keep up. So we've been kind of moderating via the TechChat program uh, some of the really interesting things that you may want to focus on as a developer, infrastructure person, a security person, um, and curate that to give you some of the really punchy, the reason why you should do something, as opposed to just talking about how you should do it. Yeah, and that's an interesting point. I mean, there's so much information over there and customers, as well as solution architects, Indeed. can become really overwhelmed with all that information. So, you know, the tech chat is really an idea to not only just tell you about some of the new things that uh, Amazon Web Services is doing, but really how that applies to you and how that applies to the real world, how it really solves those, those business problems. And that's, that's what right. we're going to do today. Indeed, so uh, if you haven't heard the podcast, uh, hop on Audible, hop on SoundCloud, or subscribe to uh, AWS Tech Chat online, and we'll send you emails with regular updates as to when the next episodes are coming out. Yep. And in fact, we're now going to have this dual modality. <laughs> we're going to have the audio, so we're going to tickle your eye, well, your ears, and now tickle your eyeballs with our uh, makeup faces. <laughs> Fantastic. Sure. So, so I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about um, you know what's new, uh, mm -hmm. what's happened over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, to, Weird that to say that over the last couple of weeks, there's so many things that's happened, right? But I guess in terms of talking about what's new and what we've uh, actually released, I want to talk a little bit about how we at Amazon can really encourage that culture of yep. innovation, really foster that, that uh, innovation uh, culture across the uh, organization. So there's actually a few tenets that we actually work by and some of our customers actually work by today. They right? do, and in fact, we, we can do a visual joke now because this isn't a podcast Innovation anymore. day, right? Innovation <laughs> day, so this is really day one at the summit and what we're doing is we've had a great lineup of speakers talking to our customers about how to do innovation. So you mentioned you know, things about how we go about doing it. So at, Amazon and AWS, we actually have this interesting process mm. around innovation. And yep. we call it working backwards, Dean. Right. right, okay. And the idea is, you know how you always have hindsight vision when you look back, it's kind of obvious how you got to a certain location or how you achieved a certain outcome? So with working backwards, we actually start off with writing a press release, Dean. Mm. And the idea of a press release is to actually visualize and capture the voice of the customer and put it in writing. And yep reach maybe two years out from today and then look backwards. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned about, you know, focusing on the customer and that's what day one means. Focusing yeah, yeah. on the customer, right? Indeed. Um, that press release is an interesting um, a way to do that where we're really talking from the customer's point of view. Rather than we get into code, rather than we get into testing for those new ideas, we want to know about how this particular new idea is going to first benefit the customer before we actually put in investment and resources into that idea. So we don't run any lines of code, no code. we don't do anything until yep. we have the press release. And then what we actually do is, so the press is about where you get to, it's a destination. Mm. Now you know when you think about when you get to somewhere, you, you kind of go, I might get a plane, train, automobile, you might end up walking where you're going. Yep. Well, that's the idea of the next step, which is really about how do we do this? And yep. that's where the frequently asked questions comes in. So yep. we actually supplement the press release with the FAQ, and the FAQ covers a lot of the questions that come out of, once you've read the press release, how are we going to actually achieve this? Yep, absolutely. It's a very important part of the working backwards process because it actually helps you to internalize that. And also what you do is you circulate this document around the organization and people get to contribute. So you actually evolve this over time and quite often the FAQ, by the way, is what you'll end up seeing on the AWS website. 
for a new service once we've actually released it, that FAQ, FAQ that you read has a genesis back to the original FAQ. Yeah, absolutely. And we also, you know, one of the other, or a couple of the other tenants is around experimenting frequently. Yeah. You know, we're an organization that we want to uh, check things very quickly. We either pivot, we either stop and, and focus on anything else, but we'd really lower that cost of failure, uh, so absolutely. to speak, right? Yeah. We talk about being moving fast, being nimble um, as well, because we want to iterate quickly. And we also do have this concept of a two pizza team. Maybe we explain do. what a two pizza team means. Yeah, it's really important. You know, when you think about startups, you know, you can see some really amazing startups who are tiny little organizations punching well and truly above, you know, the, the weight limit that they're actually at. So the idea of uh, a two pizza team is once you've got this narrative written and you've had approval, people have read your FAQ and you get the green light to go ahead and do something, mm. we actually create a team. Right. And the way we kind of structure the team is in the size of two pizzas. So, right. so, so generally the idea is that uh, the team should be no bigger uh, than what you can feed them with the two pizzas. Is that right? So what if the two of us are on the same team? We get really fat. <laughs> I think it's only a two-man group, right? That's right. And right. that's what happens, right? Day one, the person who's probably written a narrative, who's really passionate about getting this idea to market, is probably person one, and then they go off and hire the entire team. And the idea of this size really is really interesting because psychologically, most people can't remember what the other folks are doing in the team. So once mm. you get to what, the 14 plus team size, it becomes really hard to know what your buddies are actually doing. Your stand-ups take longer to run. It becomes a little bit more challenging. So the idea of the two pizza team really is around ensuring you've got the right size. And by the way, back of house, AWS and Amazon, we actually auto-scale our teams as two pizza-sized teams. Right, absolutely. And this is all wrapped together, all the tenants we spoke about, by you know, fostering that leadership, you know, making everybody an owner um, of those ideas in those two pizza teams. Yeah. Uh, we do that through um, our leadership principles, our Amazon leadership principles. I've been told there's 14 of them, is that there right? There are Dr. indeed, P? yeah. Um, and it ranges from things like ownership, which talks about how you know, nothing is outside of our job role or our job scope. We don't talk about, it's not my job. Now, if you come up with that idea, you will own that end-to-end. -end. You'll put that two-pizza team together. Each one of those members will also be the owners as well. We've got things like Think Big. I yeah. love the Think Big leadership principle. Think Big is all about the fact that we will be misunderstood um, about ideas that we come out with. Who would have thought Amazon.com, an online bookseller, all those many years ago Got in the, the 90s, moved to a cloud service pro yeah. provider? Exactly. Look, look, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Mm -hmm. If you think small, you will end up small. If yeah. you think big, now, by the way, out of those LPs, the leadership, there are 14 of them. Mm. And what we call the bookends are customer obsession on one end and deliver results, results on the other. The yeah. other 12 in the middle is, I kind of look at it as it's a recipe for success. Yep, There's absolutely. no guarantee it's going to work because you've got this tension between those leadership principles. So mm. you mentioned think big, but you can think big, but you also want to dive deep to the level of detail. So yep. as a leader, you want to see the big picture, but you don't want to get caught up in a detail about how you go about actually executing and delivering those results for customers. Absolutely, we could talk all, of that, all day about the leadership principles. We certainly right? can, but, but this is tech Let's chat. talk about the tech. Yes, <laughs> let's so talk we've about had... Tech. How do we innovate? What have we innovated over the last two weeks? What have we announced? Lots and lots of things. So we're at the Sydney Summit, but let us dial the clock back to the San Francisco Summit, which only occurred just recently, and we had some really interesting announcements. Now, I know S3 is one of your favorite services, Dean. Uh, well, you love all of the announcements are my favorite. <laughs> uh, it's all infrastructure, right? I'm an infrastructure guy. Um, so and I'm a developer guy. Lucky it's API-based, though, right? It's all api Infrastructure is code. It's just the way AWS is infrastructure as code and you can put it into Git. That's my yep. favorite line. So at the uh, San Francisco Summit, we actually made some key announcements. So Dean, do you want to share with our listeners and viewers now mm -hmm. um, the uh, S3 One Zone 
infrequent access globally available right now. What a mouthful. Um, what yeah, a mouthful. Abs absolutely. You know, do you follow Amazon S3 being a developer guy? I do. I you love do? S3. You okay. can do your static website hostings. I can get notifications of people putting things into my buckets. Yep. I can get my Lambda functions firing up whenever an event occurs. Backing up your Justin Bieber songs, your Britney, Britney Spears. Spears. I think you're yeah. like a country music fan as well, right? Yeah, so. More like techno, I think. Uh, te oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll show you my age. Interesting. <laughs> I just got this picture in my mind. Anyway, back to the tech, S3. So, you know, S3 was one of our first services that we launched back in 2006. Mm -hmm. What were the other two services? There were three that year. They were. So, pop quiz for you guys. Anybody know? By the way, we're interactive, by the way. So. Put those answers in your chat, by the way, and the guys are going to respond to you. But they were actually EC2 and SQS, SQS our queuing yes. service. So these are the three oldest services that we've actually launched at day one. Right, and how many do we have now? Well, well and truly <laughs> over 100. Now, if you actually count them, it's way more than 100. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the moment, we're kind of keeping it simple, triple digits, 100 plus services. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, on S3, uh, basically when we had launched it, um, it was a storage service that would durably store content that was stored there. And the way we actually did that was we, we designed the platform to um, uh, durably store the content across not only multiple devices in a single location or an availability yep. zone, but actually across multiple availability zones. So in fact, the original S3 launch would actually store uh, content durably across more than three availability zones. And this would actually then allow us to design the service with 11.9's durability. So, so how, put, let's put that into perspective, and SLA is a commercial construct generally, yep. right? But when you design something for durability, what does that 11.9's of durability mean for my Britney Spears albums? And country music, and, and country Justin Bieber. And so, my techno, uh, Moby. And, yeah. <laughs> that, that one techno song, right? <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, so uh, if you had 10,000 of those songs, which I'm sure you do, mm -hmm. um, if you wanted to store that in S3, the chances of you losing that uh -huh. uh, content forever is one in 10 million years chance of losing one object, one okay. of those 10,000. So Britney's got a long way to live. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You're, you're going to be comfortable with the plane home. Okay, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, so S3, we actually launched some additional um, storage classes. So mm -hmm. we found that customers not, don't necessarily need that actual three availability zone type durability, yeah. that 11.9's so durability. So why, why is that? Well, a lot of content can actually be regenerated right. if, it, uh, if it is lost, or mm -hmm. a lot of content might not need to be stored long term. Um, so you're well. transcoding yeah, exactly, stuff, multiple exactly. formats, like for video. Thing. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. So um, we actually introduced the uh, S3 One Zone um, infrequent access service uh, at uh, San Francisco Summit uh, uh, last week. Pretty obvious what it does, one zone. Yeah, so one zone. rather than storing across two, uh, three availability zones, it's actually one availability zone um, that it's available um, in. And so uh, that brings us to four storage classes that are now available with the S3 service. So we have the S3 standard, standard yep. uh, the S3 infrequent access, access. as the name suggests, where Correct. content is infrequently accessed. Mm -hmm. We're really creative with these names, aren't oh, we? Absolutely. Um, then we have the S3 one zone infrequent Correct. access, and then of course the re reduced redundancy um, storage service. Yeah, and actually the reduced redundancy set actually is two copies, right? Yeah, so that's we now got you know one, two, and more, more three. than three. Yeah, it's so all about choice to the customer. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And that's, this is really it. I mean, the yep. whole platform's about choice of operating system, programming language, and infrastructure choices. Yep, absolutely. Fantastic. So, so Dean, what about uh, can I change those if I'm on standard to one zone? Storage classes? Absolutely, it's all about choice, right? right? And it's just an API call, so as a developer, you'd like that. <laughs> so uh, we basically have uh, the ability to make that API call and not only move it across those four storage classes, but also into Glacier as well. Fantastic, so for that yes. long term uh, archive type storage. Frozen storage. Yeah, frozen storage. Right, yeah. awesome. Glacier, another creative name. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, so um, I spoke a lot about S3. Again, we can talk about this in a lot of detail. Yep. It was actually quite inter uh, interesting. A few years ago, uh, our CTO, CTO uh, Werner Vogels, 
How we likened S3 to the real world or to um, everyday life is that we've iterated and improved the S3 service over those, what, 12 years now, yeah, since 12 2006. Years, yep. Like you would actually upgrade a flying single engine plane mm -hmm. and do the upgrades of the engine to convert it into a 737 and then a 747 and even an Airbus whilst it's still flying. That's, right. That's what we've got to do. Land. It's never That's right. down. That's right. It's never down. So S3 is the same thing. So all of these new services and features, we've actually uh, made those upgrades whilst we still um, have it live online for all of our customers. Yeah. And it continues to grow every single day. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, so what's next? What else did we announce last week? Well, so secrets. It's all about secrets. So secrets as right. a service, mm -hmm. right? So we've released something called Secrets Manager. Now, Secrets Manager is a fantastic service that actually helps us to be able to um, you know, maintain, rotate our credentials. Quite often people would store secrets inside a database, uh, or perhaps if you've been using um, uh, the AWS Simple Systems Manager, you can actually use Parameter Store to be able to store those particular items and then access them. Or, in your case, speaking of S3, you could yep. use signed URLs to get access to your credentials. Yeah, absolutely. So I've spoken to customers in the past about the most effective and secure way to store these long-term credentials. You know, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we try to avoid uh, having these long-term credentials because we do have those mishaps of maybe including those credentials in our code that get uploaded to a public repository. So we want to avoid that and really move to those short-term uh, credentials or ones that are automa automatically rotated. Exactly. And so in the past, what customers would use, used to do is maybe store, like you said, in S3, yep. but they'd have to rotate it manually themselves. There's services like the parameter store with the uh, SSM, the simple service manager, yep. um, where customers could also store it, but again, would have to rotate it themselves. Yeah. So what's different here is this, yep. uh, this service is actually natively integrated with the Amazon IDS, so MySQL, Aurora, and Postgres. So the idea is that this takes care of everything automatically. Absolutely. So, so it's, a great, it's a great service. So yeah. speaking of security, Dean, yeah. uh, I know you love security at the edge, so tell me about the AWS Firewall service that we also right. announced. Let, let me prepare myself, I've got to wipe myself down. You better down. wipe, yeah, down. wipe yeah. myself down, because this it's is an interesting topic, one. right? <laughs> <laughs> about AWS Firewall. Um, so AWS Firewall, uh, really a complementary service to a lot of our security tools. Now, um, a lot of you might be thinking, well, wait a minute, don't you have things like the security groups? Um, you know, the ability which to set do. up, yeah. Yeah, which we do. Um, the ability to set up these firewall rules around your EC2 or VPC uh, environments. Well, Firewall Manager is really a complementary service to that. It really relates to the AWS WAF, the Web Application Firewall Service. And also and it helps enterprises a lot, because yep. if you go, you know, generally if you have one account, this probably is not going to be as much value as if you had 100 yep. or 1,000 accounts? Yeah, exactly. So um, the idea is that from a central location, you can manage a lot of these, well, all of your web application firewall rules across these potentially many hundreds of accounts and different organizations as well. So you can roll out these changes very easily, regardless if you had that one account or like we said, 100 accounts. Right, so if you're getting DDoS from a particular country, for example, and you want all of your accounts, all of your CloudFront distributions, all of your ELBs to be actually protected, mm -hmm. you can go into the service and across all of those accounts do it automatically as opposed to logging into every one of those accounts and running a script. And, and exactly, and the thing is, don't think of it as a security person at a console right, rolling out these uh, changes. <laughs> it can all be automated and programmatically uh, done. Absolutely, right? yeah. really, really important. So um, we talk about uh, the AWS Firewall Manager as a, an additional layer of security. We do. Uh, one of the things in the security uh, realm is also around certificates. We use certificates for many purposes, for encryption, for authentication we and do. verification. Um, we actually uh, released a, another feature of our, uh, our Certificate Manager service. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So the Certificate Manager that you may have already used is able to um, deploy certificates to things like your CloudFront distributions, your API gateways, as well as your applications. So we've 
we've now also released on top of that, um, another component, which is basically the private certificate authority. So if you want to run your own certificate authority, and by the way, we are a certificate, are authority, a certificate authority, you yep. can spin up your own instance of a security authority, and you can create, sign, distribute your own private certificate. So if you're a large organization, uh, like a telco, or a bank, or even a one-man startup, mm. uh, a very small two-pizza yep. team, you certainly can actually create your own certificates and have them deployed into your applications so that you can actually either encrypt your information, both in flight, but also at rest. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a great extension to be able to and do all the things that are really inaccessible for a lot of organizations because you have to go to a third party. Mm -hmm. Now we've basically allowed you to be able to do that yourself. Now that's one of the real benefits of this iteration of all of these new services and features, innovation. Actually, how many services and new features did we release last year? Can you remember, Dr. Pete? 1,430, dear. testing my memory here yeah. on stage? <laughs> Fantastic. You know, absolutely, so that pace of innovation is quite uh, rapid. The great thing I like about it, and you mentioned it just before, is regardless if you're that large enterprise organization or that small two-person shop, like you right. mentioned, those services, all the features we release, are available to everyone. Fantastic. So and talking about available to everyone, we actually yeah. made two more announcements last uh, last week related to our managed artificial intelligence services. Yes, yeah, so the services have gone to tra translate and transcribe have actually gone live, so now they're generally available, so you don't actually have to sign up for private access to those, which right. is fantastic. Now guys, we are getting very close to the end of the show, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so what, what we wanted to do is take a question from the audience, and what have we got here, Dean? Uh, let's have a look. I can't see anything. I can't see a question. Oh. <laughs> All right. Our, mod, our brilliant moderators over there may have already answered that question. Uh, probably have. <laughs> Thanks, so moderators. Way, so this is a new format, by the way. So every time you see us doing uh, AWS Tech Chat TV, you will be able to interact with us via the chat window. So our guys are standing by and ensuring to uh, make sure the questions are being answered. When we get a chance, we'll certainly answer the questions online. Yep, absolutely. Cool. So in the wrap-up. Yep. So guys, we are at the summit. We are about to wrap up this, this segment. However, make sure that you're here during the next couple of days. Mm -hmm. We will be doing more and more of these live streams throughout the next two days. We've got some uh, special announcements. We do, in fact. Um, I'm looking forward to two key. Which are these? I wouldn't say, I, I want to keep it a surprise, but okay. tune in uh, if you're uh, attending the summit to our keynote number two okay. on Thursday. Which is delivered by our co-host on, yeah. on, on yeah. Tech Chat. Absolutely, represent, Olivia, way Olivia to represent Klein. Ollie. Yes, <laughs> Ollie. Uh, So Ollie um, is actually going to talk about how artificial intelligence and machine learning is really disrupting across all industries and across all organizations. But he's going to talk specifically about some new announcements or new news um, during that keynote. And also if you're a partner, yep. Adrian DeLuca, who was floating just by a few seconds ago, Adrian's going to be making some special announcements tomorrow uh, for partners and some of the new programs that we're actually launching. So please guys, stay tuned. Uh, there's a lot of uh, interesting lineups coming up and yep. we hope you've actually enjoyed our very first inaugural AWS Tech Chat TV. And Dean. I think you did mention it, so we've got uh, the Tech Chat TV happening tomorrow and also on Thursday as well, so make sure to tune in then. And we'll actually uh, recap some of the events that are happening here at the Sydney Summit. Absolutely, so, so guys, stay tuned, we'll see you shortly. Hope you enjoy AWS Summit in Sydney in 2018. We'll catch you soon. Awesome, Bye have for a good now. one. Signing off, we really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, tell your friends, tell your colleagues, and tune in again to learn about AWS Cloud. Please subscribe to AWS Tech Chat by visiting www.awstechchat.com.